I'd like to hit him on the head until he's dead. The sight of blood is such a high. They gave like way too much to me. People complain about Taco Bell not giving them enough sauce, and I'm like, well, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, uh, shit, yeah, we're recording now. Fuck it, man. Let's just do this. Uh, did you see? It. Did you see? Uh, I gotta ask real quick. Did you see okay. Bohemian Rhapsody? I did. What did, did you, you think of? I haven't seen it. I was actually okay. I was really. I didn't like. I don't think I overhyped it for myself or anything because like one, like I've seen plenty of queen documentaries already. So I already like kind of know the ins and outs of the story and you know, of like their whole thing for the most part. And, uh, like, so it didn't really feel like none of it felt like new information Mm -hmm. to me, which, so maybe that gave me a little bit of a skewed, I could be it. Uh, I don't I, I don't. I don't but know. Was, I, I was a little it. underwhelmed by it, though. Well, the guy that made it is a child molester. <laughs> really? Yeah, bombshell. He is this dude, Brian Singer. Oh my god! They, they really hid that he directed it because mm. I wanted to see it, kinda, and I like. I didn't see in the trailer. Like they really bury uh, the fact that he is a child molester. But well, it's, shit. Yeah. You gave money to a child. Mo- I gave. <laughs> That I, was their intent, I think. You know, that's you didn't know, so they were. They were like, we, you know, we don't have enough child molester money coming in, right? Right. Now. We well, gotta, we gotta really hide it on the on this one. I'm sure the listeners are tired of hearing me talk about it, but there's like, I, I last month uh, and you know a couple of months back, I just went on this, down this deep hole. There's like a Hollywood pedophile ring that just. It's really gross and fascinated me that that's a thing. And uh, it's yeah, man. a lot of people like, you know, it's a conspiracy theory, but uh, there's that dude, Dan Schneider from, you were the show All That? Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, for was sure. was on iCarly and stuff. I've seen, I've seen the, the Dan Schneider acting creepy YouTube yeah. compilations for sure. He's undeniably, there's something up because he like, I've, this is like the fourth time I've mentioned this on yeah. here, but like, I, I I love telling people this because it's so like just blatantly obvious and out in the open. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, he was like, you know that Miranda Cosgrove girl? She's like on yeah, iCarly. for sure. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, uh, that show was still on. He was like, hey, kids, uh, tweet me pictures of your feet with a message to Miranda Cosgrove on it. It's like, man, you're not even trying to hide it anymore. Yeah, really man. It's weird. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of is weird how that guy kind of built built a career on like basically because i you know like those shows were like on when i was like a teenager and stuff so like i watched plenty of them like kind of i kind of made a career out of like you know i feel like light like it's hard to describe like just without like, sounding weird weird, yeah. weird weird like weirdly sexual humor regarding children yeah yeah like sexualizing children almost it's very weird yeah but it's like in such a non-secular way that it's like that's i feel like that's the guise of it all it's like oh it's so weird like this is kids will think this is random send me a picture of your feet yeah exactly exactly and a message for Miranda cosgrove yeah it's that's like yeah she she came up with this now this is nickelodeon's on my back about it i didn't want to do it but (laughs) i don't have a weird foot fetish or anything either oh man but yeah that brian singer dude's like uh, he undeniably is part of it like he's been uh called out about it by several like child actors but we don't have to get into that uh, i don't know why you would want to it's <laughs> disgusting there's a documentary you can watch about it shit um 
They dropped a new fucking Coen Brothers movie today on Netflix. Really? Yeah. It's a, what is it? It's a Western. It's called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It looks really good. James yeah. Franco's in it. But I was like, man, I'm definitely fucking doing that when we're done with this. I forgot about it. Yeah, Have you seen man. any good movies this year? Uh, I know I we talked about uh, mid-90s. I, mid-90s. Yes. Yeah, I really liked that. Well, I liked it. It was way, way, way sadder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Okay, mid-90s, Jonah Hill's uh, directorial debut. Uh, there were like, when, I, when it first started, I was like, okay, th- this is going to be just an oversaturation of 90s bullshit. I, yeah. I, and it's like, it's going to be overdone. Because if you remember the first scene... Or like maybe the, it's like when they're in the restaurant at the beginning with the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're playing Kiss uh, by a Rose from Seal, and I'm like, yeah, it. They laid on pretty thick. This doesn't need to happen. Yeah, like they, they, this wouldn't. They, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to lay it on thick like that. Um, but and they did in the in the promotions too. They laid it on. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Like you know, it's like a Ren and Stimpy shirt. I I really got to respect like so because I do. Uh, they're like. How overwhelmingly sad and like kind of fucked up it was really came out of nowhere. Yes, but I feel like it's super intentional though that like none of that came across in the marketing. Not just because like nobody's gonna want to see this movie if it's sad. Because like I don't know what you took away from it, but ultimately for me it was like it was basically like a fuck you to nostalgia porn of like kinda yeah. I that's see that. that's what I saw it as of like you know everybody likes to romanticize things in the past because it used to happen, but it was basically like hey yeah you might like fondly remember this time period, but there was actually a lot of like super fucked up things that happened to yeah. you. Yeah, and that's really what I feel like the whole ending was supposed to be that like they have this entire. I, I I hope I'm not yeah like s- spoilers. Obviously, no, uh, I don't think. so. I don't know if you want to. I don't know how how deep you want to get into the. You know, we'll just say if you, this: if you want to keep it, it's not really spoilery. Uh, you can still enjoy the movie, and you say what happens. I think, yeah, uh, it does come out of nowhere, but it's like, yeah, you just go ahead and say it. Fuck well, it. just like yeah, that like they have all of this fucked up shit happen to them, and I won't say what specifically, but then at the very end of all of this fucked up shit happening to them, and this all coming to this climax. They watch the video that this one kid's been working on the whole time, and it yeah. looks like they were just having a blast yeah. the whole time. And that's I think inter- that's, that's the, I think that's the whole. I think that's the whole movie is like we look back and we only see the good parts. You that's know? interesting. I didn't take that away. From, like I think I'm just a cynical person, is and I was just like, oh, he just got lazy, and he's like, I gotta attach some kind of lesson to this at the end of it. But no, that's interesting. That could very well be the point. I mean, that's that's what I I I think it was just because like it didn't like especially with. The the I really like that now like marketing and promotion can go so much into a movie where like that you know somebody who's gonna go see the movie more than likely is gonna see the you know some kind of advertisement for it. And so if you can like have subversive marketing, it can like help make the movie even better. I mean right. like and I think that's I think that's really cool. What how did you feel about the the use of the four three aspect ratio. Uh, I didn't think much of it, honestly. Like, really, here's here was my takeaway from it. Yeah, I, if I were like to say out of five stars, I would give it like three. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. Like, people are like, why do you? Why do you? Why are you so caught up in like ranking shit? But I don't know. It's some weird fucking thing. No, man. I I fucking uh, what's the word? Like. Uh, 
It makes it easy. It, yeah. I don't know. It I makes put it, numbers to things all the time. It's, it makes it easier for me. Yeah. I don't know. But like that's not bad. For me, Three Stars is a good movie. Um, not everything can be perfect. I thought this was very enjoyable all the way through. I thought they kind of, uh, at points, like you said, laid it on a little thick with the 90s nostalgia. Um, I thought that... Uh, I like the little kid. He was relatable. It was like yeah. he was just trying to fit in with like... That was something I could really relate to. I felt like that made me think of Fate Skate Supply here, the place where they hung out. Because mm-hmm. I would go there. My mom would take me there. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like really fucking not cool right now. <laughs> like, I feel like a fucking loser. And I wanted to like fit in with those people. And it was like, I don't know. It was a relatable story. Um, but overall... I didn't take what you took away from it, which I thought was interesting. I didn't really think of it that way. Um, yeah. I thought he just kind of got lazy at the end and needed to attach a lesson to it somehow, and that just kind of fell together like that. Yeah, I think that like the thing that was interesting for me watching it, because I agree, like I, I, I ultimately I liked it, but I don't think I'll watch it again because I like I don't want to. I don't want. I don't usually like to watch super sad shit. Like yeah. I legit went because I was like, I was like, ah oh, man, well like. This will be fun, at least. Like yeah, when the oh, thing, at least a little fun. But it wasn't really. It didn't really end up being that fun. But I mean, I, I, it was. It was enjoyable. But I don't know. I'm really weird with that. Well, when the thing happens like that. that you're you're yeah. talking about, I was like, I was just like, why did they? Why did this need to happen, man? I was have. I was enjoying this so much, man, and then yeah. this happened. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, man, don't tell me this fucking kid's gonna die now. <laughs> like, this yeah. Is, this can't happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, though, I do think... I don't know that I would even put it in my like top 10 of the year. Because there, there's just been a lot of good shit that's came out this year. Yeah. Uh, what? Not, the, not to get off topic, but I, I saw no, the no, new yeah. Suspiria last night, and it was exceeded my expectations. Like, What's that all about? I haven't even heard of that. It's a remake of this... Oh, this is great then. Okay. So you haven't seen the original Suspiria. This no. is this is great. Okay, what you should do then is not watch the, watch the new one first. Okay, and I feel like you can appreciate it more. I was okay. almost like, man, I kind of wish I saw this one first, but okay. it's its own thing. But it's like about this uh, dance school. It's like a ballet school dance school that's basically a secret like witch coven, oh, and it's really shit. good. <laughs> but the Fuck band yeah. Goblin scored the original one, so like. Obviously, that score is fucking awesome. Hell yeah! But Tom York scores this one. I, I don't know how you feel about Radiohead or Tom York. But, yeah. Um, no, I fucking dig the shit out of Radiohead. Well, it, the score in this is really good. He he. I hope he scores more movies now. Uh, yeah. Because Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, he's he, done those for a while. He's my favorite composer. And they're now. great. Yeah. Um. So I just hope, <laughs> like over time, each member of Radiohead starts composing movies. But uh, man, yeah, Johnny Greenwood. Oh man, what a what a good com- composer! Dude, really, like him and Paul Thomas Anderson together is like a match fucking made in heaven. I think it's really that's that's what makes Radiohead work so good. Is like Tom York is a really good songwriter, and then Johnny Greenwood is such a good composer. And yes, like just can just fill things out like just contextualize Tom York's songs the best way. Yes. And that's like what just really drives that band. I, I feel like Johnny Greenwood doesn't get enough love for all that he does for I Radiohead. think it's one of those things that came later in life for people. Because for me, I didn't appreciate Johnny Greenwood. Or honestly, I didn't even know anybody in Radiohead but Tom York, really. Yeah. I've always been a huge fan, but just didn't... Re- I was like, Tom York's kind of the Trent Reznor of this, yeah. you know? Well, you, but, don't really, you don't really see it until you're like... 
watching them live and on like one song johnny's playing like four instruments yeah like on on those uh the from the basements on like uh all i need he's like playing electric piano and hitting those little bells is that from when in rainbows came out they released that like studio footage of it that was really good oh so good that 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 was my fucking jam man man people i almost feel like i have to apologize for liking radiohead now it's like if you don't like it, no. fine, but I mean, I have, I have, I have a, I've actually, I'm glad you brought this up because I have been thinking about this a lot lately. I really hate that anytime that anybody likes anything, you, it like, there's instantly this need because of the internet is so toxic to feel like you need to defend it. Right. Like it's so much, it's so much more vulnerable to go on the internet and in real life too, but mostly on the internet, it's so much. It's definitely made it worse. It's definitely made it worse. Yeah, to, it's so much more vulnerable to go out and say I like this thing. Yeah, and it is so. It gives. It's so empowering, like, and in the wrong way, but it's so empowering people to be able to like make some posts like this thing fucking sucked. Yeah, and like it's one thing if you like, like if you have like if an uh, opinions about like that's one thing, but like. Nobody just has negative opinions all the time, or maybe fucking people do. But I feel like it's like it's that's what it perpetuates, though. Yes, is that suddenly the only opinions of yours that other people will care about are the ones that are negative? Yeah, because because like it's who do you see making a post like this movie was a piece of shit, and then somebody comments like I really liked it. Like it's so rare. That yeah, it's to also, see people defend something. Well, it's as also, opposed to like yeah, it's just. It's something I hear it and I like it. <laughs> you know, like what else is yeah. there to defend? You know? And yeah, exactly. I think the internet has just gone like we we fucked that up. Like, yeah, it's just, man. People fuck that up. Social media, I think, fucked the internet up uh, for sure. It just it went too far. <laughs> it's just like it was fun, you know, like with MySpace, yeah, where you could kind of where you're not just constantly people aren't just constantly streaming their opinions. Every opinion that pops into somebody's head is constantly on display now. Yeah. And it's like, everybody's going to disagree with each other. So it's like, it, it causes like, you're going to hate somebody that you otherwise would like in real life, probably. Yeah, you know? exactly. For I first mean, one opinion you don't agree with. Yeah, and that people get, people get reduced to their opinions. Yeah. Which is like, a lot of who a person is, but I mean like, you know, so much... So much of who people are is not their opinions right. about things. And that's all you are on the internet is that's, your opinion. That's why with like politics, I like try to stay out of it because that's like a make or break thing with people now. If it's like you Oh yeah. And it's like it doesn't even have to be something like, well, I like Trump or something. Because, uh, I mean, you know, obviously that guy's a dickhead. Yeah. But you could uh p- politics are so nuanced to where it's like you can you know, like Bernie Sand, like disagree with something Bernie Sanders says, for instance, mm-hmm. and somebody will hate you because you disagree with one. You you disagree with like one policy Bernie like agrees yeah. with or something, and it's like, man, it's just it's more nuanced than that. Like you're not. I mean, the the, the people who are like, I agree with everything this other person says to to like every degree. That's yeah. like. No, you fucking. That's don't. a lie. Yeah, yeah. Like, you there's, absolutely. There's can't. what are what are the chances if you believe exactly the same as everything that any politician believes, like truly, then you should maybe try to like start a relationship because it sounds like yeah. you guys have a lot in common. It re- yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that's like, too good to be true. It's too, like, yeah, it doesn't happen. You know, um, it's kind of ruined comedy for me. The internet has it's it's a gift and a curse because oh, yeah. it makes you know I couldn't do this without the internet, but. Yeah. 
Um, it's just like with Twitter, I like Twitter and I hate it because there's just, there's so many like, uh, what do you call it? Parallel ideas, I thought like for a joke. Oh yeah, for sure. To where you almost can't even come up with an original idea anymore that hasn't been put yeah. out there. Cause back in the nineties, like that's why you watch comedy from the nineties and you're like, this seems hack. And it's like, well, it was funny then because you didn't have people constantly saying similar opinions as is like Patton Oswalt or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Even things in like the early days of the internet that you look back now and you're like, uh, like, like I can't remember. It was something. Ah, well, now I feel like a piece of shit because I can't even remember who it was. But it was some joke, and like you, if you if you saw it, if you listened to it now, you'd be like, "Oh, this sounds like the worst kind of garbage joke that you could yeah. find on the internet." But at the time, like it was Pete Holmes was talking about, it, and I can't remember whose bit it was, but it was something like where he's just telling this story, and at the very end, it ends with him going, "And then robot Jesus with lasers for eyes," oh, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah," and you know, it's like. That was, like, really funny before, like, the internet became all shit like that. Yeah, to where the know? internet shits on everything. Exactly. It almost creates this thing, too, where uh, you get over people quicker, like like uh, celebrities. Like, it, 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 like, say a comedian comes up, you're like, I love this guy. And yeah. then, like, he does one thing that that that's kind of seems kind of hacky or not funny to mm-hmm. you, and you're like, one person's like, that joke sucked. And you're like, oh, I hate this person now then. I'm not a fan of this person anymore. Yeah. It's kind of happened to Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live almost. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that that's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole weird thing. Like, His- I wish we could just go back to not knowing anything about artists. Yeah, because it kind of ruined him, honestly. Uh, his personal life, which, this is none of my fucking business, but... Uh, now that I know a little bit about it, I'm like, this guy kind of sucks. You know? I know, yeah. I'm like, I wish, I wish you could just go back to where like the only way you could know more about somebody like that is like to read like an interview in a magazine and have it actually be like a good, yeah. well done interview and not just like sloppy, terrible shit, like clickbaity fucking shit. Yeah. Or Three or paragraphs. like or you know like you go and buy a a fucking VHS tape. Or a DVD the unauthorized of, of, biography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, of, like, Brian May talking about... Like, I found that the other day. There's some instructional... Like, I, I kind of didn't... This was, like, past my time, I guess. I didn't realize how many, like, guitar players have, like, VHS tapes that they made of, like, them, like, showing how to play their songs and oh, stuff so you saw, like, like a Brian May one? Yeah, I think he was actually, like, one of the first people to do it. It, it sounded like in the video because he's like describing it. He's like, "Oh, we had this idea to make a cassette tape where I could explain all this stuff." And then huh. they're like, "Oh, it'd be easier to just do it on video." I didn't even know about this either. Yeah, it's called Starlix, but it's really cool. But he's talking about, uh, well, you know, it's important. You have your delay going to separate amplifiers. Yeah. And, you know, he's like talking about all, all this. How it's just like a few like as a musician, you're probably like, "This is like." Oh shit! This is I want to hear every fucking thing he says about this. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so cool. I love that. I'm kind of that way with. Uh, do you ever watch? This is my favorite fucking YouTube series. Is Amoeba Records does the What's in My Bag? Thing. Oh yeah, those are awesome. There's just like uh, uh, so many like musicians that I don't even like. Not necessarily don't like, but don't listen to. Yeah, or know much about. I'll watch theirs and like, oh, they have like really good taste and shit. Like, oh yeah, so much incredible music that uh, I found through that. Gerald Cassell, I guess I'm saying his name right from Devo. He uh, he had some interesting picks. Like he was just like his first pick was Tyler the Creator, Goblin, mm-hmm. that album. Which I mean, 
I don't know if you listen to him, which is like, but he's a really yeah. good musician. I really like, I like Goblin. I've heard it a few times. He he's just never really gets in my rotation a lot, you know. He's grown as a musician. He's more of a, uh, he's the, I don't think he qualifies himself, or considers himself a rapper, really. He's more of a, a Roy, he wants to be kind of like a Roy Ayers, kind of like, uh, uh, like, have you ever listened to much Roy Ayers? I, I, yeah, a little bit. He's like everybody a, loves the sunshine, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It's just guy. like instrumental, yeah. like piano stuff. Like I think that's kind of what he, he wants to be like a producer, like kind of like Pharrell. I think. Mm, yeah, know? I definitely. Somebody played something because I had heard Goblin, and that was about it. And then somebody played something more recent from him, and I was like, "This is Tyler, the yeah, creator." Yeah, it's very like, different. Yeah, it's really different. It's like had like a lot of flowers on it. Whatever, Flower Boy. Like, yeah, it's my least favorite of his, but like, uh, I mean, I got into him because of how Goblin sounded. So yeah, but um, I do think. The one thing I always noticed about him wasn't how good of a rapper he was. I was like, oh, he's the music like that he produces is like really good. Oh yeah, um, he's just better at that, and he, like he knows it. I think he has an interesting eye for like filmmaking too. Kind of, he directs his own videos, and they're very interesting. Yeah, did he? Uh, and then I know he had that show, Loiter Squad. Yeah, I'm not. Crazy I never got about into it. it though. I don't know anybody that does. I wonder if it's just kind of like, well, you're Tyler the Creator, so like we. We trust there's an audience for yeah. this, which there is for him. Uh, he he has job security forever as long as there are fourteen <laughs> year olds like that. Yeah, I thought the shit on him, but I did go see Odd Future when I lived in L.A. And yeah, I was the definitely the oldest person there. I felt like a fucking <laughs> Dude, loser. That actually reminds me talking about this. Uh, my friend Daniel, when he saw Tyler at Sloss Fest, like the first one, yeah, uh, he was in like the front row, like jamming out, having a good time, and. Tyler was like, yo, I really like your hat. Like, point at my friend. And then he was like, pointed to one of the security guards or one of his crew or whatever, and they came over and bought the hat off of him. Really? And my, and my, and he, Daniel was like, he's like, man, I, I was very flattered that he liked my hat and uh, gave me some money for it, but I also really liked it. It's like, hat. I love And I did a- not want it. Like, if somebody was like, I'll pay you for this hat, I'd be like, no fucking way. Yeah, that, that like, one's the one I wish I had, the one you have. Well, I wouldn't have had it if it wouldn't have been for the one that, the other one. Oh, the good old boy one? You know what I realized, though? I thought we had, like, the same exact hat, but my good old boy one and your good old boy one actually look a little different. Yeah, Because yours it- has the AM Oh, number on okay. there too and mine just has the fm well i have a good old girl visor too i do i do have that one my yeah, dad wanted it as well i should explain this it's uh jake's wearing a wzzk hat which is a uh, country station that's terrible here in <laughs> birmingham but a lot of uh, sentimental value yeah play, sentimental yeah. value but it's also like from when you had it they would play like you know dwight yoakam and you know decent stuff yeah but uh you know I have one, two that my dad won in a contest in the 90s or maybe even the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's like a mint condition. Well, too. it must be older than the one that, that I have if it has the AM number on it. It could I'm, be. I'm sure they, they probably were AM and FM for a little while and they it dropped could be. the AM. I want to say it was from maybe before I was born. And mm-hmm. I was born in 88. Um, God, they've been around a while. I really want to reach out to them and, and see if they have any old stuff just like sitting around that's not a bad idea man i because you know like old wzzk shit's gotta be well okay so i did i saw an ad for have you seen any of those ads for like custom the that new custom hat website oh yeah yeah i was like because this thing's falling apart because i wear the shit out of it and so i was like i went into photoshop and like recreated this design and i i sent it off 
and we'll see if it when it comes back it looks like this one at all like if it looks any kind of decent but it's fairly cheap right like considering you considering considering that honestly if i found one of these in good condition i'd probably pay like a hundred bucks for it no shit because like it's this hat fits me perfectly and it looks great like this is yeah it's a good hat hat i want i and so yeah like considering that like to get a fake, it was like fifty bucks to get the like knockoff one made, and so I'm like, if yeah, if it'll get the job done, because I kind of want to be able to retire this one so they can kind of just hang it up, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, to so yeah, so that I can remember the time that I had with the real WZZK hat, but yes. it's, it's getting a little too, it's getting a little too worn. It's coming apart a little too much. Man, I can't tell you how excited I am that you said you hadn't seen the original Suspiria. Uh, because you're gonna really love that movie. It's just, Fuck it's yeah. like, it's so good. Um, it's probably one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, but this new one, man, definitely see that one first. Okay. Now that you have the option to do that, I would do that, and That's then just kind of go backwards from it. But um, you had an interesting idea about. Uh, we were talking about the show Barry on. Uh, oh yeah, man! I still haven't done. I still haven't done that. Yeah, that's a good idea though. Like. Uh, yeah, I was gonna to. A little context i felt like watching when i was watching barry to me it felt kind of like it could work it kind of felt like a movie in like eight chapters and yeah. so i or it kind of felt like an idea that could have been an idea for a movie that got turned into a tv show yes. and so yeah i kind of want to go back and, and edit it into like oh god but the thing is it gets so dense towards the last few episodes it does it could be difficult that's that. See, yeah, around episode four, I was like, this will be easy. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I can do these first three episodes in like 30, 45 minutes. But the last, uh, it gets, there's a lot. You get into the guy with the the, the military dude that's like, no, I'm going to help you with this now. Or like, I'm going to tell everybody kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'd be able to, I don't know that I'll be able to do it. But I, man, I've been, I've been meaning to do, I'm probably... We've, we got a lot of stuff that we're working on right now, but like... We'll oh, probably, yeah, it's definitely not We'll like probably that. be chilled. We'll probably be chilled <laughs> out. Maybe I'll do it like around Christmas or something. Like, you're, you're like me, man. Like, you just kind of constantly have to be doing something. I just... I, I feel like I'm just wasting time if I'm not like on my off days doing something like this or something. Like, I have yeah. to do something. Um, but yeah, what a great fucking show. That, that, that story was a really arc... Good show. With the military or that dumbass yeah. dipshit dude, I love that because yeah. it's like I've been to parties where like <laughs> I know dudes like that. Yeah. Like when they're listening to Cowboys from Hell by Pantera, doing <laughs> it, that that was so fucking real. Yeah, I've been man. in cars like not that deep of a situation where it's like some guy driving like a dipshit, like trying to hit like somebody head on in traffic or something. And I'm just like Barry in that situation. Yeah, like, I, let's stop. I want to yeah. go home. <laughs> Yeah, no, I yeah, I fucking hate that. That shit gave me anxiety mm-hmm. just watching it. Cause me I was too. Like, it was too real. It's really real. Yeah, it was too real. Yeah, that. Yeah, man, what a good show. Um, I don't know. Like uh, this year, like I was saying, it was really good for movies. Um, yeah, what else have you seen that's been that's that's really been good this year? I feel like I haven't seen a lot of stuff this year. There was a. There's this new. Well. It came out this summer, and we got... The Summits actually get, you know, they'll get, like, one good movie a week that's, like, uh-huh. an indie movie, and we cool. got this new... Uh, it's it's this lady, uh, it's an Australian filmmaker, Lynn Ramsey. She made that movie... Did you ever see We Need to Talk About Kevin? I've heard the title, but I haven't seen it. She made that, and it's a really fucked up movie. Yeah. Uh, but um, she makes these really depressing movies, <laughs> but uh, she made this movie, Joaquin Phoenix, that Johnny Greenwood actually did the score for. 
uh, called You Were Never Really Here, and it's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's on Amazon Prime now if you have it. Fuck but yeah. It's worth Check checking that out. out. Speaking of Joaquin Phoenix, how are you feeling about this Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? Oh, it's going to be amazing. Like, I it love looks Todd, so good. Yeah. Todd Phillips makes... Did you ever see Todd Phillips? Because uh, you know he made The Hangover and like... Oh, no. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, the guy making it made The Hangover movies and uh, Old School and Road Trip and all that stuff. Oh, shit. I had no idea. If you go back and watch those movies, those are like if people are like, yeah, they're dumb like college frat guy movies, but it's like the smarter ones. Like it's a smarter oh, yeah, like for sure. they're the jokes in it are funny, actually. And uh he made this uh documentary in college uh called Hated the Gigi Allen story, where he follows Gigi Allen around New York, and it's fucking insane. Like the stuff he gets on camera is like this man was a piece of shit. I hate Gigi. <laughs> like he has some songs. I'm like, this this is pretty cool. But like, yeah. he is a shit person. I'm so <laughs> glad he's dead. Like the world is a better place without him alive. Like he, he like he hits a woman in it. Like I'm like, God, man. As a filmmaker, I don't know. I, I would have to like intervene on that. You know, like yeah, don't dude, keep filming it. Fucking wild. But, like, man, he. That's one of those things. I've asked uh, a buddy I have on here a lot, Wade. Um, have you ever seen a live Gigi Allen performance, like on YouTube or anything? I actually don't know that I have. I just it's, know that I just know that Wa- like Walker had at one point like oversaturated me with like telling me all this stuff about Gigi Allen. Yeah, and I was like, I guess I kind of get this. Like, I don't know. It just never. It's super interested me. It he, seemed like it was just like does other stuff and then also like throws his shit at people and stuff. yeah, he that's mainly his thing. He's that, not a talented musician by any yeah. means. He's kind of like. He's less talented than Sid Vicious, like even, yeah, and like that's bad. <laughs> like he's he so like he reminds me of this dude. I don't want to say his name that used to live in Birmingham. This dude kind of just tried to emulate um, Gigi Allen, that yeah, would, like be around in the scene a lot, and, mm-hmm. uh, not to that degree, but like yeah, like I, I thought like what if I had the chance to go to a Gigi Allen show, like would I do it? Because you're gonna get shit on you probably. Yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't. I would stand in the back if it was like at Saturn or something. But that uh, venue would be ruined. No, yeah, I, I there's, I, I got like there's too much other good things to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to spend time, it's not a bucket to spend thing. time. Yeah, getting getting shit on you. Like I'll fucking yeah, I'll pick I'll pick something else. Well, I would think or, Brian Teasley has the fucking. Uh, uh, Common sense to not book Gigi Allen at his fucking venue, man. Yeah, pe- people will do just crazy, disrespectful things to venues, man. Like, and just for and for no reason too. There's a band I don't even want to say their name, but they come here every now and then. That just I'm like, man, if I were a venue, I don't know that I could book them. Yeah, like, they like just set shit on fire and stuff, and they're fun to watch. But yeah. man. I don't know that I could book them. If, I had well, if you're talking about Daikaiju, I am. <laughs> they're they're really upfront with venues about. Oh, so they're what like, they we're do. gonna do this. Is well, what's see, because Aaron Aaron talked to me one time about about this. He's like, because he's like, it's one thing if 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 a weird or crazy or fucked up thing you're doing is part of your show, like yeah. like, and it's like they're they're because I know that they because they have trouble sometimes getting like. Because they have trouble getting booked here sometimes because people aren't okay with the fire or aren't okay. Yeah. But they, it looked like a riot when I saw them at Saturn once. Like I think the cops drove by and were like, "What the fuck is going?" Well, on? we played with them at the at uh, Marty's uh, on at the right at the end of October, like super randomly. In our, a very small fucking. 
environment. It was pretty. Too. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing to watch. It was like, uh, like, yeah. It it was really cool. I I didn't I didn't know what to expect for them. So it was like, yeah. It was, it, yeah. It, it was it was a really cool show. But like there there are bands like to go back to what I was saying before that Aaron's like, you know, like if you're Daikaiju and like your thing is like setting stuff on fire and you tell me like, Hey, we're going to set stuff on fire and da, 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 you know, like that's cool. Or like manor Astro man, they still do sometimes. Uh, they're a crazy, they, they used to bring a Tesla coil with them. That's all. Fire it up. Then they, they still do it. They've done it at Saturn, but they have to go do it. They used to do it like in the venues, like on stage. And then they apparently like fried, the board at the 40 watt club oh shit because it some shit arced and zapped the board and destroyed it brian teasley has some crazy shit about like equipment that he's had like getting him in trouble like you've heard the story about when he was in the airport i don't remember what airport it was but they had to like the whole airport had to go on lockdown because of this microphone he had like set something off. What? Yeah. Wow. I, if you ever see him, ask him about that. It's fucking crazy. He was on the news for it. It was in Birmingham, I think. I think it was at the Birmingham airport. But they had to like this is like after nine eleven and Jeez. everything. So it was like that's crazy. He like got. Um, I don't want to like you know tell the story wrong, but I mean it made the news and like yeah. they interviewed him on it and everything. But it was like a microphone he had set some shit off. Man, man, I got I got mad respect for people that can like commit that hard to stuff. Like when you know just looking at videos of them where they like have all the TVs and stuff. And yeah, just, and then like his uh, his old band Servotron. Yes, how they were all dressed up as like robots. Yeah, and like I was. Uh, Charlie, who uh, you know used to be the uh, the venue manager at Bottle Tree, was showing me Servotron. I ever seen. I was like, "How do they get their faces silver?" They're like, "Oh, they just spray silver spray paint." Yeah, yeah. Into their like silver. Like, there's no way that's good for you. It's like, no, probably not. Like, no, but they're just that fucking committed to it, man. Dude, Teasley is. I like... wish I could find people that could go that fucking hard, right? Because that shit. Because I because I would and I will and I have and I'll go back. There. Yeah, like your shows, <laughs> like for example, like. Uh, uh, are very uh, theatrical too. Like on top of like, I'd make them more theatrical if I could. No, it's fun. Like I like that one you got me to you know be the fucking uh, that, that redneck dude. <laughs> like that was so fun. And there were people like uh, like not into it either. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna have to reprise that role when we finally put that album out. Man, we've been so all over the place with fuck yeah, man. material. But that was it's fun. All, it's all happening soon. Yeah, well, you like. Uh, it was like a, a movie production almost how like you had it set up like you were the director and you were getting us to do this how you wanted to do this and that's how, that's how I want it to be the the end goal really with all of that is to just like create I uh, so I had this kind of like idea for that for a while uh where to like to start like to stop to eventually stop doing concerts and and start doing like something different altogether, which I've like for my own, I kind of call them like reveries, like the idea of this like world that you could be immersed in for a few minutes and then yeah. leave. Cause like eventually like I want to be able to do like that kind of show, but like do it like in a like decommissioned Catholic church and have that, fucking oh like God. demons like creep out and do it like for like one person at a time too. And like totally that would be so fucking out. fun, like, man. Like, I just love high-concept, like, music uh, shows. Like, you know, like, with Manor Astro Man and, you know, you guys, too. 
Um, did you did you make it to the um, the show we did at Trim Tab? I didn't. With the ring, we made a we yeah we we made that ring man, and it was uh, like to basically for some context, we we put the audience in the center of the room and then built a stage completely encircling them. That's and had awesome. Three drum <laughs> had three drummers, four guitar players, all sh- like shooting inwards. The it it turned out pretty good. It didn't quite have the effect I wanted it to, but we're when we re- we're gonna redo it at some point this year, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh, way cooler because of this one thing that I'm gonna like keep a secret. I'm not gonna tell, but it's gonna be like super cool when we redo Fuck that. Fuck yeah, one. man! That that's what I like though. Is like you know. It's kind of like what comedy, like, host, like, I got a new comedy show, and it's just, I, I open up with a few jokes, and then comedians, and it's like, yeah, there's just, like, so much of that, like, you want it to be, like, kind of, like, an immersive experience, too, for the audience, like, yeah. for them to, like, something different, you know, like, that's why I kind of, I did that, that show Alter Call, and, like, and, that, and Wake, and, and stuff, wake and yeah, stuff man, those like are that. great. And I love like, that. I don't know. It's just like more people need to do shit like that. Because I mean, I like going to see bands play, like just like yeah. anybody. But uh, it is interesting, like interesting that like I have a concept and get behind it. And yeah, man, like it's, as corny as it cha- as it sounds, like thinking about it now and talking and like connecting all the dots, I feel like all this stems back to like when I was in third grade. My aunt took me to this uh, like dinner theater show at the Stardome, <laughs> and like. That shit was amazing because it's just. Do you remember who it was? Like who was uh like or was it like? It was okay. So it was it was like I can't remember the name of the show, but it was basically the premise was, and this was why we went because we're Italian and it was like this Italian family and this redneck family are coming together for this (laughs) wedding, and then somebody gets murdered at the at the wedding or whatever. But the whole thing is like you go in and then like sit down at a table and they just come over and like this, you just like start improving with them, you know? And they're just like, <laughs> they'll never do anything like that again. Probably. They're, Dude, they're it very... was, it was amazing. We walked in and this guy with green pants on comes over to us. He's like, what side of the family y'all on? You know? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't make slacks like this no more. You can't find these. And you know, just like, well, everybody will full out have a conversation with you. And then it's like, it plays out like a real wedding. There's a ceremony and then a fucking like reception and they serve food and everybody like dances and Man. then a murder happens. I was like, that was one of the most crazy, amazing. And, and all of that too, in the middle of all that, I was like a little kid and it's like all adults there otherwise. And it not like it was like a crazy, like raunchy show or anything, yeah. but they like, they, they, interacted with me as much as they did anybody else like and it felt really it felt genuine it felt really cool to feel like i was literally a part of the story yeah as just like everyone was they that's more innovative than anything they do now (laughs) because i i wish more shit like that would happen i feel like it's certain things like that because because it's a little vulnerable you know to go somewhere where you interact And, and it's vulnerable for the people there because they're doing something kind of silly. But if everybody just suspends their disbelief, it can be so, so, so People like are always afraid of like, you know, just, I'm going to feel stupid if I, you know, like do this, but it's like, no, I think that's how everybody feels. Everybody feels the same fucking way about it. If you, like you said, you all just get together and try it out. You'll probably won't regret it. Yeah. Um, Well, I started saying at our shows, I'm sorry to, but just like while we're on that topic, I started saying at our shows when we get started, like, feel free to do whatever you want because nothing you're doing is going to be more embarrassing than what we're doing, which is playing a bunch of songs that we wrote 
yeah. on a stage, <laughs> right? Like, in uniforms, right? We're the people, most vulnerable. Yeah, here, like, like we're sure. we're like don't, make no mistake, we're not like we should be the least confident of anybody here. Right? Because, we need your approval. Yeah, more yeah. Than anything. Just call it like lay it all out on the table. And like the times that I've done that, people have actually like really cut loose once they feel like disarmed and once they feel like. There's like once they feel like you'll once you make yourself more embarrassed than anybody in the crowd, people can fucking cut loose. And it's really cool. I think that's really important to do shows like that now, too, with it, whether it be like comedy or music or anything, because of, you know, you've got streaming services like they give people the option to just sit at home and not do shit. And that's something I don't think is healthy at all. Like, Mm -mm. I think you need to every now and then for sure get out of the house and like go see a live show. I think that's good for you. Uh, you can't just, I, I, I don't like the idea that Netflix has that new Coen Brothers movie to get back on that. I want to see that in a theater. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much better when you have that element of mystery to things. Yeah. And that's really what online content does is you have it wherever you are. Like you're at home and you feel really safe. Like it's not like you should feel fucking unsafe when you go places. Right. But even going to see something at a theater, like you don't know who else is going to be there. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're leaving, you're driving, you know, you don't know who's going to like, there's so many small elements of mystery that make the whole experience m- more special. Yes. And like, that's what I remember going to like, I would, you know, like the first few shows I would go to see at Bottle Tree, uh, going in like, like the first show I went to, I found the Dirty Lungs randomly on Facebook and was like, I gotta go see these guys. Yeah. I went to see them uh, and I was like 15, so like my dad had to go in with me and shit too. (laughs) But like I go to see them and then end up seeing four other bands that I've never seen before and I'm just like, it's just, there's so much and like being in a place like that too for the first time, like it's just so underrated, like having things, doing things that you're not expecting to do, you know? I miss that place too for that. Like I saw so many like, musicians that are like you wouldn't fucking believe me like i saw father john misty drum for the fleet foxes there like yeah it's it's insane the black keys did a secret show there once Mm -hmm. um pat oswald did a secret show there zach galifianakis did a show there like yeah he said the (laughs) n-word oh my (laughs) god there's a recording of that somewhere wow i mean it's in the context of it being a joke but i mean if it were me i wouldn't have done it (laughs) it does it goes to show you how different things were then too where it's like oh you can do this as a joke and um people like will immediately want to slit your throat not to say that's not well no no but like uh yeah you know you need there's that the the moment is gone everything's recorded forever and so mistakes stay around forever yeah you you can't make mistakes especially like if you're a performer like that's why you hear about it in comedy all the time like um you can't even it's hard to even try new material out now yeah because you don't know who's gonna record it yeah. and put you on blast maybe or you know like or even if it's even if it's not something uh you know that's that's controversial like where if 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 everybody's just putting up your progress as you're going yeah you're not going to want to see the finished product cuz you've already you've already seen that yeah i i i remember i was looking on youtube and i was like saw some video and it was like uh Pete Holmes and Mike Birbiglia and John Mulaney at this like small place all like you know and this was like in 2014 or something and then I'm watching the video and it's all material that's on like their specials right. past. And I'm like, 
I didn't, I didn't like, I had already seen the specials, which is how I knew, but I'm like, but what if man, it was the other way around? I know, man? like, I would have been like, I would have felt so cheated. Yeah. Like, I want, I want it, I want that show when I see it to be like a totally fresh show. Yes, exactly. And it's like, you, it's hard to do that. Now, that's why I do like that, um, Chris Rock, who, I've come around on even more now. Like his last Netflix Netflix special is so good, mm-hmm. but um, he you have to put your phone like in a little yeah thing. Yeah, like, my parents saw him when he was uh, when he was here at yeah. the at the Alabama theater. He's great, and, man. Yeah. He's he's very he's more talented than people give him credit for as a writer. Like his shit on SNL was funny. You were, did you ever watch him on SNL? Like he did this character called Nat X. I don't think I've seen that one. He was like this black activist dude that um, <laughs> they put on like in this weird time slot that's only a 15 minute show. He's like, because the man, you know, won't let me uh, be on at nine o'clock. I got to they like yeah. sandwich him in between <laughs> like that. It's yeah. really, it's funnier when he does it, obviously. Yeah. But I had an AdX action figure, actually. That's awesome. I bought it at the Mall of America <laughs> at Washington, D.C. when we went on a field trip there that's to see great. George W. Bush get inaugurated. <laughs> that was a wild fucking field trip, man. Like, we saw George W. Bush get inaugurated, and they were like, yeah. pro t- like people hated that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was in sixth grade. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but man, there was like people throwing tear gas and shit. And like, we had wow. to go into the, like, li- to a library to hide from it all until um, it like settled down. Wow. It's like, what made y'all think that this would be? That's like taking a field trip to a Trump like inauguration. Like, you know, there's gonna be yeah. protesters. Yeah, that sounds yeah like not a good place for children to be. Probably. Yeah, but. it was <laughs> weird, man. I had a limp biscuit hat on. I, was like, I, I remember all of it. Like, like it was yesterday. We saw Drew Carey in a parade. Wow, it's like little weird things pop in my head. <laughs> but it was a fun field trip. Like, uh, we flew there. Oh, Taking nice. a, like you can't do that now. Take a bunch of sixth graders on a plane, like oh yeah, dude. I know we, man. This is pre nine eleven too, man. Like it was like uh, oh yeah, well must have been. It was like the year, exactly a year before nine eleven, I think. And uh, we took off. This is this is a weird story that could probably wait, but <laughs> this did no. fucking happen. We take off, and uh, this kid goes like, "We're all gonna die!" Like some kids <laughs> scream that. And then when we get back to Alabama, we did this thing where it's like people get awards for like the trip, like yeah. most whatever. Yeah. The best like behaved was that kid. <laughs> scream, we're going to die. Screamed, we're all going to die. Yeah, I, I'll oh never forget that. It was weird. Wow. It's a lot of weird shit happened when I was a kid. <laughs> I won a dare contest, like an essay contest, because they forced me to, I, I was not going <laughs> to ride it. And they're like, you have to. And they forced yeah. me. And I wrote it in like an hour and I won and had to read it in front of the school. <laughs> it's like, That's man. awesome. Yeah, it's much. I don't know why this is all popping in my head Hilarious. right now. But. Man, the D.A.R.E. program worked on me, dude. Yeah. I, I was terrified of drugs. <laughs> they did make it seem like weed would fucking kill you. Yeah, man. Like, I was like, I, you know, I just very, very susceptible. And so, so many of my friends, you know, were like, whatever. They were like, it's just a... But, you know, for me... I was like, I was like, and I I was always wondering why and where it came from. But yeah, like the D.A.R.E. program, like if their, if their goal was to make children afraid of doing drugs, like, and that was how they were planning to stop people from doing them. Like I was definitely really afraid of them. Yeah. I hear like arguments that are the opposite of that. But from what I remember, it was very grisly. Like, yeah, like they showed us. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was like 
oh, I'm informed about drugs, and so because I'm informed about them, I'm going to choose not to do them. It felt like I'm scared of drugs. Yeah, this will kill like, me. Yeah, and like, and like, I better not take any... Like, I still, every once in a while, uh, have dreams where, like, they're like nightmare-style dreams where I'm, like, smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, oh, no! And, like, I wake, because they're like, don't smoke! Don't start! Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> if you start smoking, <laughs> you are gonna die! That'll stick you with can't you. can't quit! <laughs> Dude. can't. Do you remember the... Did y'all have the Dare song? It was, like, composed so well. It's like Jeff Lynne wrote it or something. It's so fucking no. good. Uh, I, I wish I could find it. Like, it was, like, uh, layered vocals and shit on it. I remember, like, we all had to sing it, uh... But yeah, God, I wish I could find that. Man. It's like D, I won't do drugs. A, won't have an attitude. Oh, R, yeah. I will respect myself. And E, I'll educate. You know, now that I'm hearing the acronym, it does sound a little more familiar. Yeah, it was like a song, but Maybe it was like... I did hear that song. I would fucking listen to that. It's good. Y'all should do a, a remake of it. <laughs> the Dare song? That would be that fucking That would be dope. awesome. Y'all yeah, should do dude. That would be fucking dope. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I, man. Yeah, you know, but like... To backtrack a little yeah. bit, that like that is where I'm really jealous of comedians because like the expectation when you at a comedy performance is that it's going to be different than the last time you saw it, mm-hmm. and the expectation so much and always at music stuff is like play what I know, right. and I really would love to just like always only perform new material, right. But I mean, you know, obviously people like want to hear certain songs or whatever, but it does, it gets to be like a little bit of a, I wish that I, I, I hopefully like I go back and forth about like, well, that's just the way it is. People want to hear the stuff they know. So don't play stuff that you haven't released and don't, you know, and the stuff that you have released that's popular, play it, you know? Yeah. But I really would love to get to the point where like each tour is all new music and like, that's the expectation of like. I can't wait to hear this new music that I haven't heard. Right. But it's like, I, and I I go back and forth on like, well, just yeah, like play to it. Like that's not the way it is. So just go the other way or like, fuck that. I'm just going to do it this way and just play new shit all the time. And then you enjoy it. And maybe people will give more of a shit about it. But yeah, I, I do enjoy it way more. Yeah. Like that. It's like uh, with comedy. Cause like the whole thing with that is like, you're trying to craft an hour essentially of tight, like stuff, you know, fucking works. And um, a lot of people don't. Like, you'll go to an open mic and you'll hear people do, like, the same joke they've been doing for, like, the past year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, the only reason I do open mics is to go try new shit at this point. There was, I mean, which is nothing wrong if you want to try, like, a new thing on it or just, like, I'll even go back to old shit because I'm bombing. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, well, there's, like, yeah, there's that, 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 because that, that's with, with new songs and stuff, too. You're like, did that not work because I played it bad? Or did that yeah. not work because it, not good it's just not and you just can't you're like well i played like shit so i'll do it again right exactly i see that yeah with there's all different types of reasons for people doing it the way they do it but um yeah i mean i'm at a point now where i've been doing this six years almost seven and i'm I'm thinking like you know like i'm trying to get a tight hour of shit Mm -hmm. and record an album that's crazy we both you've been at like at that's like six or seven years like i've been doing music like almost exactly the same amount of time i remember around the time i started doing comedy i saw y'all play at the nick yeah i was like this is fucking dope like it reminded me of the white stripes actually because i know like jack white's a big inspiration was that when we were a duo this was no no, this was like the day after christmas yeah yeah that was it dude i can't tell you how many people 
have told me like that's the one time that they've seen us it's yeah that i remember that was, that was for sure the first yeah. <laughs> time because it was at the nick and yeah i was like i'd never heard of y'all that was a lot of fun yeah that was a fun show um there was uh also like it's hard to like find because with music too you record in the studio mm-hmm. and with comedy you gotta like depend on there to be a good audience to record an album and shit like yeah. that and it's like um i don't even know where i like i would want to record it at syndicate but yeah. can't do that now. But, Did you uh, see? You saw uh, Adam Sandler's most recent. I love that, dude, dude. It was great. That I watched is, it like twice. It makes you feel like it does what it's supposed to. It makes you feel good. Yeah, uh, man. That ending so, so sad. That Chris Farley yeah, song. Yeah, man. I was. I was like, man. I was like, that's pretty sweet. But yeah, like definitely the time when I rewatched it, I was like, I don't need to like. Yeah, I, don't I can't. Need to re- I can't go back one. down that rabbit hole but so many of those songs are so funny he's a good songwriter he is he's like very talented like it's just so it's so great because like i feel like that that i think is like technology wise like i feel like that special for to me as like a songwriter artist and looking at the product and what it was i'm like that probably couldn't have existed without modern technology just because it seemed like that was shit that bugged the shit out of Adam Sandler during the day that he'd sing little songs about and could yeah. pull his phone out and sing it. Yeah. Because that wasn't him like sitting down like, let me write this. That yeah. was like, those were things of like, I'm in the moment and I'm singing a song about yeah. like, like, and that's like true spontaneous, like great creative like songwriting. And like, I feel like without a smartphone or some way to mobily record yourself, it couldn't have. And I yeah, don't know exactly sure. how he re- did it. I, I guarantee that, you that's a, that's a yeah. big part of it. Um, I thought it was great. Like it was kind of like his redemption, like special where yeah. it's like, he's been shit on so long and it's gotten pot, like mostly positive reviews from everybody. Yeah. Well, my brother told me he was like, that new Adam Sandler was really funny, and I was like, "Really?" And right, then, okay. and then, yeah, I like checked it out, and yeah, it was really good. Did you see? And did you see the uh, Maria Bamford's most recent special? I don't think so. it's the one that's in the living room, or no, that one. That one was pretty funny and really weird. But this one, she did kind of like that, but it was like at different spots and like yeah, yeah, it was like every uh, every like five minutes or so, it would go to a bigger venue. Oh, like that's the, interesting. The first few minutes of it is like her in her mirror, like practicing. Oh, that's great. And then it's her like telling it to her boyfriend. And then She's like great. a few pe- And yeah, and it ends with her in like this theater or whatever. You but, can always count on her like doing something innovative. Um, she was, when I lived in LA too, would just pop into open mics all the time. Like she, she's like the nicest person ever. That's so cool. Like she's exactly how you think she Her is. show, and her show's so good too. I love it. I've only seen the first season, but I really that, love it. That is the thing about that show though, is like it wears me out. It's yeah. a lot to watch at once because it's so all, I can yeah. watch like one or two episodes. It'll give you anxiety for sure, but I yeah. mean, it's almost like, is that what it's trying to do? Yeah. I really like Bridget Everett on there, The uh, her friend i it's her friend on there i don't remember her name she's got the bigger blonde lady oh yeah yeah, yeah. she's oh, a yeah she was in this movie called patty cakes that came out last year it's about this uh it's like the girl version of eight mile except funnier <laughs> it's just like fat like trailer trash girl wants to be a rapper but it's really good. Awesome. It's, it's done so well it's it's done really well like uh she finds this uh dude that lives in like he's like homeless basically he lives in the shed in the woods and he looks like, he makes like death grip sounding music in his garage, <laughs> and she like, they team up and make music together. It's really cool. That's fucking cool. It's like a modern version of 8 Mile, kind of. I really like a good a good music movie. Me too, man. A good, a good, like, you know, and it's like, there are elements that are 
cliche like and there it's, there's a cliche way to do it but there's a good way to do it too of the whole like let's start a band thing. yeah exactly because that's obvious like obviously a really romantic idea to me because i fucking like doing that shit exactly though but I, I love it too uh there's there's a little 12 minute documentary rolling stone did about the black keys first album Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? No, I don't. <clears throat> it's really good. I don't know. You're familiar with Patrick Carney, the drummer. Oh no, maybe I have seen that. Where it's talking about how like he they, they he like just asked him to make the album. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like didn't have any way to record it right. or something like that. And Patrick had recorded equipment. Yeah, and shit, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh no, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen Patrick that. Carney is underrated, like funny as shit. Like he's oh, so yeah. funny. Like he he uh, he did this thing for Vice. Uh, where he listens to new music mm-hmm. and um, tells what he thinks about it, and they put a corn song on, and he's like, <laughs> so they're listening to it, like, like kind of smiling, and he's like, I don't know, I guess I just hate fucking music. I mean, he's <laughs> like, I don't like this one either. <laughs> <laughs> and he did that BoJack theme, which is oh really yeah, good. him like and his uncle. His uncle is so like he's been on so many like album. Like, what's his uncle's whole deal? He's a he plays a. Uh, some horn, I don't know what kind of horn mm. it is, but he plays that, and he's played like Tom Waits and a bunch of other people. Oh, that's sweet. So he kind of, uh, I won't say he had an in because like their story is very uh, from the very bottom and like did it all themselves. Mm-hmm. But um, I like when they were talking about making like stuff on their four track too. It's just like uh, they like this uh, little skits between Wu Tang songs on albums. Yeah, kind of had that idea. But yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've always had, you know that uh you know that band Death from Above. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't do it exactly like that, but I just really loved that like they they almost felt like skits. The just those little like on their on that on uh You're a Woman I'm a Machine, yeah. the little like jazz songs that are in between yeah. some of the songs. I just love that. Just a little like thing in there in I, between. I, I'm so glad they kind of well kind of came back. I've always I did not really live. care for the the, new the comeback album. I didn't either. But they had another one too, right? It was like a little uh, an EP or something remix kind of thing, uh, almost. Yeah. Well, the thing is, to my thought on that, like that that comeback album was really like not. I don't think even like specific about anything, but it was a lot of like political stuff about yeah. like money and shit. Like there was a lot of about like yeah but like that fucking you're a woman i'm a machine like the title says it all yeah it's it's nasty as fuck it came out like at the perfect time yeah and it's and it sounds like they wrote the album so that they could play the songs so they could get fucking laid at the shows and like it's perfect because of that it's 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 so sleazy as shit it's very great and it's like, uh, yeah, that album. I remember when it came out. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, it's just a dude playing bass and a drummer. Like, yeah. it's so good. But um, yeah, Singing I was about, really. Let's start a family. Yeah, <laughs> Stuff like that, dude. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I remember too. Like when the fucking the 2014 album came out, I was just kind of like, "This isn't." They waited too long, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like when the unicorns came out with something new, and I was. They did. Like, they have. A, they have. A, I feel like they have a very similar path to the unicorns because of the, yes. of the few videos that I could find of them before they broke up, Death from Above, they were like not playing so well live. Yeah, like, their live shows looked were like pretty rough, and the new there ones they go. sound great. Yeah. But which is like that's probably the coolest part about them getting back together is like actually playing those old songs like yeah. really well live they're still playing live shows apparently my friend dave ross um he posted an instagram story the other day and it was like 
and a death from above show. I'm like, what the fuck? That yeah, that that's one of those bands that like me in high school would like once a week Google to see if they got back together. Right. Like I did that with the unicorns and the white stripes. And the yeah. unicorns eventually did get back together for something. Then there was like, you know, Nick Thorburn does like the uh band Islands and stuff like that too, which well, doesn't you know, it's fun. It's uh just That was like, another comeback album that I didn't really care for was not Islands but uh Mr. Heavenly. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. When that first came out, it was I think just like an idea of somebody at Sub Pop was uh to get Nick Nick Thorburn and who else was on it. The guy from uh Honus Honus from Man Man. And oh, then the okay. drummer from the guy who was drumming, or maybe he still does, the drummer from Modest Mouse, you know, they were like, You guys should make an album together. I feel like that's what happened. Yeah. Or maybe it was their idea, I don't know. But that that first album was amazing. But the 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 new one I listened to and I I don't know, maybe it maybe it is really good and I just haven't like haven't given it a good chance, but like I didn't really like it as much. Yeah, Nick Thorburn stays so busy doing a bunch of other stuff too. He's like he he's an artist too. Like on like I know he does like some comedy stuff. Like he oh really? He's on this show, the best show with Tom Sharpley, and I listen to every now and then, which is great. If you just want to listen to this guy with really good taste in music, uh, just complain about everything. <laughs> it's him and uh, John Worcester from Super Chunk. He's the drummer for Super Chunk and the Mountain Goats and uh, so many other bands. Uh, John Worcester is one of the most talented people ever. He's a great drummer, and he's just the funniest fucking person ever. I don't know what it is with drummers that are just like really funny. But Drum, uh, I feel like they gotta they gotta compensate for the lack of melody. Exactly, you know. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Uh, I saw Super Chunk play at Seasick last. Oh year. yeah, how was that? It was great. John Worcester, I got it on video. Like he's playing drums, his stick breaks, it flies past my head, and then he just grabs <laughs> another one like nothing yeah. happened. It's professional man. Yeah, and I that's tagged great. him in, and he didn't say anything. <laughs> He's probably like, "Why the fuck are you filming?" <laughs> but yeah, I think that about wraps it up, though, man. You got anything you want to promote? Uh, I mean, just keep a lookout. We put out some new songs recently. We're gonna put out an album before the end of the year. Um, we've got, and we're just self-releasing it, just putting it out there. We just got a lot of material backed up, so I'm just like, "Fuck it," not waiting. So we're doing a lot of recording right now and putting shit out like as we finish it. So fuck yeah, just man. stay tuned. Well, yeah, thanks for coming, man. We'll do this again for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Y'all take it easy. A one, two, three, four. Sink that hooks inside of me